You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, hello once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, December the 14th. It's time for your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual this fine December morning is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Craig, good morning. Uh, not not a great week for gold. Gold, Silver, probably okay. Um, some interesting things going on in the stocks, some interesting things going on economically. Lots of things to uh, to uh, discuss. Lots of things to discuss. And we'll begin to look ahead to 2019, I'm sure, today and uh, in the weeks to come. And it's just something for the folks need to know, that the folks that's brought money are starting to look ahead as well. We've got a very exciting offer, just in time for the holidays. All of our 2019 products are now available. So we can look ahead to 2019. You can begin to look ahead to 2019 as well. If you want to pre-order anything, just visit SprottMoney.com or call 888-861-0775. Eric, you mentioned it has been kind of a frustrating week. We went out last week on a high note, uh, but yet gold's down now about 1%. Silver's down about a half a percent. Uh, But the stock market looks like it's in a little bit of trouble as we record here on Friday morning. What do you make of all this? It does, and of course, it, it's had these uh, recent rallies that we we get early in the mornings, and only to find that they faded away, which is typical of a bear market, right? It used to be that you know the market would be weak, and then along comes two thirty in the afternoon, and from two thirty to four, things would go up. Yeah. Now, from two thirty to four, things go down, which is what you would expect in a bear market when people are seeking liquidity. People realize that. And I think the biggest feature is that the, the central banks are not are going to discontinue buying bonds. Some are selling bonds, a la the Fed. But the ECB announced that at the end of December, no more bond buying. And, of course, all logic would tell you that the stock market went up because the central banks were, buying, were, were um, uh, supplying money to the system by buying bonds. Well, now we're doing the opposite, and of course, the, the stock the stock markets have reacted in an opposite fashion. We've got many markets that are in bear markets here, stock markets around the world. Uh, most of the emerging markets are in bear markets, and uh, we've uh, got no basically no return on the U.S. stock market, and sort of threatening to end up with a pretty weak year here if they if we don't get it together. Uh, we did discuss last week about these CTAs that have certain levels where they might sell. One of the critical levels, I believe, was twenty five seventy four on the S and P. I think uh, after the opening today, we'll be within about uh, twenty five points of that, so one percent. And it might unleash. If it goes below that, it could unleash a lot of selling here. Um, and I think generally, you know, we have more and more uh, well known uh, financial uh, thinkers that really believe that with the central banks doing what they're doing, we're heading for trouble here, and the markets seem to be reacting to that. What did you think of those comments this week by uh, Janet Yellen? She had assured us years ago when she was the head of the Fed that we wouldn't see another financial crisis in her lifetime, and now all of a sudden this week she's talking about a looming financial crisis. Yeah, including, uh, what was the word that she used? Giant holes. Giant holes, that's pretty drastic kind of measures mm-hmm. or description to use for uh, parts of the uh, the bond market. And she was referring to the bond market and really probably more correctly the leverage loan and the high yield markets, which I think are now under pressure here because, of course, where you first feel the lack of bond buying 
is in the bond market. And um, so far it's kind of held up because uh, there's been weakness economically, and w- with economic weakness, people tend to buy treasuries, so the treasury market is held up. But it looks like the, uh, the levered loan market, high yield, are vulnerable here. It looks like there's been some serious liquidation there that people fear uh, that that's not the place to be, and, and maybe those are the giant holes that she's referring to. And I think all logic would suggest that someone who used to buy whatever the number was of 500 billion of bonds and now becomes a seller of 500 billion of bonds that's a going to be a market that's has a very tough time adjusting so it looks like there'll be elements of the bond market that are going to face some severe stress here you know we're moving toward the last couple of weeks of the year eric and things start to get quiet but not next week we still have to get through next week before we can uh, spread some holiday cheer. There's a lot coming up next week. We've got the FOMC, uh, which where they will likely have a rate hike, but who knows for sure. Uh, maybe a looming U.S. government shutdown coming uh, next Friday the 21st. And we have yeah. uh, maybe an interesting court decision coming up next week, too. You want to comment on those three? Yeah, sure. Um, well, first of all, from the Fed, uh, what, people, what a lot of people are looking for with the Fed is this one and done. In other words, rate increase in December, and language that's dovish, which suggests that uh, depending on incoming data, we may or may not raise rates further and that we're kind of close to the neutral rate. So I think that's kind of what the market's expecting. I think if they didn't use that language, the stock market might take a severe hit here. So they better use that language. And, of course, if they do use that dovish kind of language, it could be uh, very interesting for gold and silver because they have tended to rally uh, post these rate increases, and be even more so if we all thought that there were no more of them coming. So we have that to look forward to. Uh, we have on, um, yeah, the possible shutdown on December 21st. Uh, I mean, President Trump has suggested he might do this if he doesn't get some uh, cooperation from the Democrats uh, those two words don't seem to uh, work together, do they? Cooperation right. and Democrats? I don't see that happening. So it, that could happen, and of course that would, who knows what repercussions that would have, but none of them would be good. And of course the December on December 19th, uh, the Department of Justice case against the um, J.P. Morgan trader will have its sentencing decision. And one would hope that in that sentencing decision, maybe some of the details of uh, exactly what was going on and who all was involved and whether J.P. Morgan, who this gentleman worked for, uh, should also be um, held accountable. And as you know, uh, uh, Ted Butler, who writes uh, Butler Research, has, has suggested that uh, uh, J.P. Morgan has been manipulating the silver market for the last 10 years at least never loses on their COMEX trades, somehow is the biggest short, yet is the biggest buyer of long physical gold, which is a bit, a bit bizarre. Uh, so hopefully something might come from that, and that, that could dramatically alter how, how people look at silver and perhaps gold, because as you know, most of us who've been around the precious metal area have seen these bizarre things happening in gold and silver, and, and, and most places where we've seen something bizarre happen in any financial market, it turns out that somebody was manipulating it. Okay. That's just the way it is. I mean, it's almost the business of banking is to manipulate things. So 
that uh, December 19th uh, should be very interesting for all of us to see exactly uh, what details come from that uh, sentencing decision. Is is tar and feathering still a sentencing option, Eric? Is that something? <laughs> we wish, right? <laughs> We'd run out of tar and feathers. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. All right, so now as we as we move into the end of the year, uh, we've got tax loss selling that we have to deal with, but the the shares look like they're they're perking up. We had uh, some. Uh, I, it looks like the Huey index, things like that. A number of the big mining shares are very close to breaking out. We're kind of at an important technical juncture. In the last five years, Eric, five years in a row, prices of uh, gold and silver have rallied out of the mid-December time frame and into January. I think we got a shot to make it six. I would certainly expect a rally here. I mean, the, the stocks have had such a very, very difficult time uh, this year, and there were there were losses incurred, of course, even though they rallied recently. So there there has undoubtedly been a lot of pressure, and probably most of it has already been expunged. Uh, so I would think that um, uh, post the last trading day of the year. And maybe a little bit before that. Typically, it happens, you know, mid-December-ish, that the gold starts just start elevating. It's almost like they're in a vacuum, and and up they go. So, uh, I would expect the same thing really this year. So, well, we can hope for that. We can hope for that. And yeah. like you said, as we go into next week, the the main event will be uh, the the Fed and the FOMC. It'll be interesting to see that, like you said, everybody should keep an eye on the stock market too and the bond market. It'll be. Very curious to see uh, how things get digested. One last note that I know you wanted to point out to everybody was the latest U.S. Uh, government budget deficit oh, numbers, yeah. which oh. don't seem to matter to anybody anymore besides oh. maybe you and I. <laughs> well, you'd think it would matter to the bond buyers, okay? Somebody has to fund this thing. And the deficit for uh, November came in at $205 billion, uh, way up from the previous year. In fact, for the first two months, I think it's something like 305, up 50% above the year before. And the interesting thing about the November numbers is the expenditures were up 18%. And the revenues were down one. Now, that's a formula for bankruptcy in any other company. Okay, mm-hmm. If you treat it like a company, you can't have expenses go up 18 and revenues go down 1, particularly when your expenses are already double your revenues anyway. So th- there might be a much, much bigger budget deficit coming the way of the U.S. this year. Uh, I think we've all seen a bit of um, uh, crazy spending uh, down in Washington. And I guess to pl- placate everyone, you know, to placate the Democrats, you've got to go spend this over here in order to get what you want over there, like building your wall in Mexico and whatever. But all of it just adds up to more and more spending. So, yeah, that was uh, that's a big number. If I was a, a bond owner, I'd be very concerned about the size of that deficit. Yeah, you know, I, I remember in 2011, the last big surge in gold came with political discord in the U.S. And remember, the U.S. credit rating got downgraded. Uh, and that was all part of it. There, there were government shutdowns, there were debt ceiling uh, concerns, all that kind of stuff. I just wonder if there isn't that same kind of toxic stew being cooked up for next year with, again, all these investigations of Trump and the soaring deficits and the falling revenues and everything else. be interesting to watch. Well, there is a lot of toxicity in the system, okay? I mean, there's a lot to be concerned about here. Who's kidding who? I mean, uh, uh, the lack of cooperation uh, in Washington – the whole swamp cleaning thing. I mean, the stories of 
you know, misspending and so on. The, the, the $21 trillion that gets spent that doesn't even get accounted for, yep. the unfunded obligations of $200 trillion. I mean, it's just, I, it, it's like there's no escape here, okay? Yeah. And the, the thing we never know is exactly, well, when does it really collapse on itself? But we know it's going to collapse. With, the, with those kind of data numbers, I mean, it just, you, you know where, where it's going to end up uh, going. So it won't be good. Nope, that's for sure. That's all going to be a big story next year. But, of course, here on December 14th, we got to start talking about wrapping up this year. Anybody that still has any holiday shopping still to do, we've got a great offer for you and something exciting. We talked about this last week, and there's still time to take advantage of it. Sprott Money, of course, has our exciting holiday catalog. It's one of the most look-forward-to things we have all year long. Now we have this giveaway that goes with it. Again, we talked about this last week, but there's still time to get in on it. Anyone, anyone can make a purchase from the holiday catalog and they'll be automatically entered for a chance to win five Sprott Silver Rounds. That's a pretty good deal. That's about $100 Canadian value. All you got to do is go to SprottMoney.com, make a purchase, and you're automatically entered for a chance to win those five rounds. That's a pretty cool deal. You can go to SprottMoney.com, of course, and you can always call us too at 888-861-0775. Eric, I tell you, going to be an interesting week. I, I think uh, our yeah. conversation next week, we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. There will be. And I, I should, I haven't mentioned anything about any stocks, but I should mention Kirkland Lake Gold here, only because one, I'm the chairman, and two, the stock's done uh, sort of amazingly well in the last uh, month or so. Uh, and of course, they've done three things. They came out and re- revised their production guides up uh, uh, so much that I think they were suggesting we're going to do uh, 945,000 to a million ounces in 2021 and big numbers in the years leading up to it. Uh, we increased the dividend from three cents Canadian to four cents. And yesterday we announced some more pretty stunning results, uh, drilling results coming out of the Swan Zone down in uh, Australia. And it looks like uh, those, the kind of grades are intersecting, which are like out of this world. Um, ultimately, hopefully, we'll. Uh, result in um, an increase in the expected uh, reserves and the grade of those reserves uh, at the Fossil Mine. I should also mention there is another little company I've spoken about a few times called Sokoman Iron, uh, symbol is SIC in Toronto, and they announced a, a hole this morning that had five meters of 124 grams, which is pretty impressive. That's over uh, uh, four ounces of gold, which uh, does not too many people have holes like that, particularly over five meters. So it looks good, and uh, I've always thought that there might be a new sort of gold camp uh, there, there in um, Newfoundland. And it looks to me like there's a there's a bit of a, a gold camp developing there because a company called Marathons found four million ounces, and and the Sokoman's sort of northeast of them and seem to be finding stuff. So uh, people should. Uh, should take a look at that. And, of course, if, if people have good results, a la, a la Kirkland Lake, you can get pretty considerable performance. I mean, Kirkland Lake about six weeks ago was trading at um, probably 18 U.S. Uh, yep. I don't even know what the U.S. price is now. Maybe it's like 25 or 26, something like yep. that. Uh, and, I, I, of course, I look at it more in Canadian dollars, but it's gone from $24 to 33 and change. So, you know, you can make money in this market if you got the right horse. So. Uh, it's, it's always worthwhile to keep uh, looking for those opportunities. No doubt about it. Uh, you began mentioning Kirkland, I believe, back in the summer of 2017, was about $8 U.S. And, uh, yeah, as you said, hit new all-time highs. 
uh, this week at about 24 and a half, almost 25. And with all that good news you're mentioning, sounds like it might have a little ways to go, too. So it's, thank you for the update. Yeah, all the best. You have a great uh, weekend and uh, look forward to uh, the next Friday. It will be a fun conversation, I'm sure. And again, thank you, everyone, for listening. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, again, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. 